Okay. Anybody else? Any celebration? So are we doing a second round or just no? What, what no. If anybody needs to say anything. But I don't, would like a check-in round, so because there are several people here who have haven't never, never seen before, and just to arrive, it would be wonderful. Okay, this I I'm skipping it this week because it's a four-page-long spark, mm. and I think it's a cool spark. And um, there's like twelve people on the on the screen. And it will just take another twenty minutes to do the check-in. So, do do you need Manuela to say anything to arrive? No, I, I'm I'm fine. No, Manuela. Mm. I mean, a one-word check-in would be wonderful simply to arrive. Okay, go ahead. Um, sunny day. Okay. If anybody wants to say one word, you have about ten seconds, and then we move. <laughs> Higher I'm really, and higher. Yeah, I, I, I'm really exciting. <laughs> okay, I'm saying TEDx. This is my day for the day, my word for the day. I say three. I say oh. <laughs> blue bread. Whoa. I'm making blue bread. <laughs> my high raised bed. This is a little garden on my balcony, is growing wild. I say 1 a.m. <laughs> cool. Okay then. I'll just um I'll just tell for Ewa how we how we're doing, how we're proceeding for this. So there's in the spark, there's a distinction in some notes and some experiment. And I'll read the distinction and then I'll read the notes and maybe ask a question or make a comment about the notes. But if anybody has, it triggers something or you say, hey, that happened to me, or uh, I want to talk about this more, you just, you just interrupt me or raise your hand or whatever, and then we can sort of have a discovery about the notes. Um, those are like two and a half page long. So I might stop a little less than I usually do and, and keep reading. And then we have, uh, Let's see, four experiments that are really big. So I don't know if we'll get to do all of them uh, today, but I, I would want to do at least one and two. Those are really great experiments. Okay. Spark number 146. The distinction. Either you consciously design each game world you live in, or you are a pawn in someone else's game world. But my guess is that the, the distinction game world will be sort of unfolded during the spark. So I don't want to talk about it too much, but does everybody know what a pawn is? No. Okay. No. A pawn is, 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 can, yeah, it's a small, it's uh, in French, it's called a pion. It's like in the chessboard, you know, like the little ones that are like in front. In the passport? In the chess, chessboard game. You know, you know, chess? Chess, yes, yes. Yeah, black and white and stuff. And then you have those little guys that are like in the, in the front line. Yeah. How do yeah. you call them in German? 
Power. Power. Up farmers, okay. Jesus. Yeah. And so those are the guy that they don't really decide. They don't have power. They're like slave, basically. You are slave in somebody else's game world. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, good notes. So it's not bad being a pawn. Psychopath need pawns, millions of them. And there are benefits for acting as a pawn, benefits for your gremlin. For example, if things go wrong, you always have to you always have someone to blame. You are allowed to expect someone else to take care of you. The doctor, the government, the insurance company, your boss, your boss, your parents. And they and when they don't do it well enough, you can cease. So it's like you can uh, write. How do you say it? See. Thief. Yeah. In righteous resentment. So you can bathe, right? It's something like that. Yeah. Okay. Plus, you have a defensible excuse for not doing what you came here to do. Because I am exhausted by just surviving. Because my boss won't give me the time off. Because they never show me how. Anybody familiar with being a pawn in a game world and then that's the result? Okay. So it starts kind of like we are straight into the underworld. You know, some sparks starts a little more gently, but this one is like straight into our <laughs> hidden, hidden purpose. I, I just want to say this and it, it's not, I don't know if it's really has to do with this sort of, but yesterday we were doing a process with somebody and the discovery that we made is that when we are born somehow, when we're born, we are, have this, we have this expectation about something being there, like something to welcome us, some people to love us or to be, uh, to be authentic or honest or that we have this anyway, that, whatever expectation, whatever you thought you would find when you were born, what we discovered is that actually you are here to create it. But first there's a shock of realizing that what you thought you would find is not there. And that shock can be so radical, like can be so deep that there's a, there, there could be that there's a shutdown. Like there's a, I, I need to protect myself. I, I need to make a decision to survive. But then when we, you get into adulthood, then you can get that what you were supposed to find, what you thought you would find is actually the thing that you are here to create. And it doesn't exist yet. Most of what you want to create does not exist yet. And, and it's sort of a grieving, there's a grieving process of, losing the expectation of like, or, or yeah, losing this, this hope to find something and then you can move into action. But this thing of what you are here, what you thought you would find when you came here is actually the thing that you need to create and hold space for and breathe in so that other people can come and play with you. 
in that thing. Okay. I'll keep reading. Self-deception is required to play a pawn in someone else's game world because avoiding responsibility is an illusion. Does everybody know what deception means? I know you said no. It's deception is you're, it's a lie. You lying and self-deception would be a lie to yourself. You have, and you have to sort of convince yourself that this lie is true. That would be deception. Yeah. So self-deception is required to play a pawn in someone else's game world because avoiding responsibility is an illusion. Even as pawn, you are co-creator. The contracts for entering and exiting game worlds always have your blood on the dotted line. So this spark is really about radical responsibility. And it's a huge leap to take to realize that wherever you are, whatever is actually going on in the world, you can even say whatever is going on in the universe, you are at source of it. You are the source of it. So taking radical responsibility for co-creating game worlds initiates you as a game world mechanic. I would, I would say it um, as a game world builder. I think this book was written um, a few years ago. So to, to get initiated in a game world mechanic, it means assessing game world purposes. What do they cost to play? What do you get? How do you reinvent game world context? How do you hack thoughtware? How do you redirect power flow? In other words, consciously owning game worlds rather than acting as if they own you. Does anybody know what, I, what it means to assess game world purpose? Like, do you, I'm just checking if you have a sense of that, like hacking thoughtware, redirecting flow power, power flow. How many people have a sense of that? Okay, basically that means that the, the people who have a sense of that already is you are already, you are game world builders. So there's four main you know, archetypal lineage, we sort of discover this four main lineages in the village. There is uh, the guardian, which is the warrior, the warriorist, or, but really the guardian of the context of the game world. Then there's the evolutionary, which are about facilitating transformation, facilitating conflict. Um, they're kind of the shaman of the village. Those are the evolutionary. Then there, there are the intimacy journeyers, or it's like the village weavers, that's the better word, a village weaver. And those are the people who weave people together. You two, you need to talk. Okay, you, you have a key for this person. And they're what I, I often call them the invisible glue in the village. Yeah. And, and then there's the game world builders. And those are the one who 
see the invisible, who see what's not there and say, we can, we can walk on that bridge. I don't know if some of you have seen um, Indiana Jones, I think the second Indiana Jones, and there's a scene, it's the third Indiana Jones, and there's this scene where he's on this edge of this cliff and he needs to go on the other side and it seems like there's nothing. It seems like if he, if he would walk, he would fall into the, like the bottomless pit, basically. And, and he's Indiana Jones, of course. So he, ste he starts to, to, to step on, the, on, on this nothing and realize that there's an illusion that there is a bridge, but it's invisible. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? You've seen it, Manuela? You remember when you take, yeah. So this is the game world builder's sort of job to step on this bridge where there's nothing. But for that, it's great to have those, those skill about, can I assessing the purposes of game world and where the power flow goes and um, the thoughtware that the game world is using. So all of that is sort of like the mechanics. It's like the laws of mechanics of game world. So I, uh, Natalia asked me that I can explain what a game world is. I'll, I'll maybe start with that. Okay. <laughs> a game world is the, the, let's say the official definition is a field of commitment, a field of commitment between two or more people that is contexted in a certain, in a, yeah, that has a certain context and follows certain rules of engagement. This is like the official definition. And that means that basically every human interaction is played out through a game world, whether we are conscious or not about it. But for example, this spark experiment, just this meeting is a game world. We have a field of commitment here between 13 people, 14 people that we will explore a spark. This is contexted in radical responsibility because it emerges also from possibility management. It's sort of a sub game world of possibility management. And it has rules of engagement. So for example, that we would listen to each other. That's may maybe a one rule of engagement when people speak. That's, I'm just saying there's other rules of engagement. Does that, so a family is a game world. Uh, a community house is a game world. The government is a game world. Poland as, the, as a country, as a nation is a game world. Your relationship is a game world. Bank is a game world. Money is a game world. Those are all, yeah, tools, like all um, spaces of interaction between human beings. And game worlds are not real. Game worlds are not real. They all made up. We've all, we made up, human beings have this capacity to make up game worlds. So they're not true and they're also not bad or wrong or right or, or yeah. Like it's not, some of them are bad and some of them are, are, are better or yeah, good. It's just they have really different consequences and that's why it's really the, the point of this spark of if you don't, choose the game world that you live in or play in then mostly you are unconsciously being a slave for somebody else's profit you're being used for somebody else's profit i have a question yeah um 
what is the reason to classificate all the things, all the reality, you know, like I just have the sensation when I classificate, when I put speakers to everything, when I name everything, single thing in my life, um, I cannot feel it because I just follow the names. I cannot feel the reality. I cannot feel myself. It's like game world. Okay, it's this and this and this. My family has uh, this character and this. So I feel like by name, name on the things, I stop feeling it. Thank you. In, in possibility management, we use this distinction and the distinction needs word because that, that's how we communicate with each other. So there's, there's a first layer of intellectual distinction. Oh, this is a game world. And that is an intellectual distinction. And then you, it puts you in your mind. And that's true, then you're away from your feeling and your sensation. But actually, the distinction, there, there are five-body distinction. So game world is a five-body distinction, and it's an experiential distinction. And the, and the use, like distinction are also not true or right. It's more, are they useful in my life or are they not useful? And for me, the use of using the distinction game world is that then I don't have to be in the illusion that, oh, I'm French and therefore I have to pay my taxes to the French government because I'm a good citizen. Okay, that's a story they invented for us to be a pawn in their game world. But if I can hold it, ah, oh, okay, that's just one way to play the game. And I can make up any other way to play the game that gives me power. So the, the distinction is a clarity that empowers me. But as you, I think it's really true. There's this first level of intellectual distinction that seems very heavy. And, it, and then, but it's more about let it sink in into five body experiential distinction. Mm -hmm. yeah. As we start spoke about today about the responsibility i just have the first first uh, impression the first uh, feelings um what make me responsibility also this kind of heaviness that that um somehow taking out of my freedom because then i i have to think about others you know what kind of affect will have my action to others and then somehow it's blocked me somehow uh, take my creativity somehow i feel like i cannot move yeah. just make me responsibility actually anybody else has this sense of responsibility being this heaviness this word yeah uh -huh. so it often so it i'm i'm from my experience is this heaviness when words like responsibility or awareness of or accountability i don't know if you know that word it's to be accountable yeah but awareness it's it's kind of different feelings live on, on my okay. own it's awareness give you actually awareness give you freedom a responsibility blocked you this is the different on me yeah so <laughs> 
so when you when you speak about responsibility like this, we this is the old map of responsibility where I, exactly like you say it, it's a burden and then i have to be responsible for others or if something goes wrong then i will be the one punished i will be the one that they're going to point the finger to you did it like this but this heaviness is a relationship to responsibility that is heavy and it's like basically to be avoided and there's a whole new way of relating to responsibility which is about you are at source you get to decide you get to make your own decision you get to transform independently of what other people think or feel about what you do and it doesn't mean that you don't feel the consequences on the contrary in the new map of responsibility you feel the consequences of your action almost ex excruciatingly that or it's ex excruciating how much you feel that the consequences of your of your action and you decide you get to decide what you what you want to create mm -hmm. so i think it's very accurate your sensation is just a thought where it is a way that you relate to responsibility and you can just change your mind and say okay i i'm going to relate to responsibility as being at source of my own creation Yeah, I got it. So somehow um, um, you can be free with the responsibility, but uh, what what make you responsibility? It's your morality. Yeah. Well, those are big words that you're using, freedom <laughs> and morality. Those are very big words, and they have a lot of baggage. So I usually don't use those words because uh, freedom is a gremlin is a gremlin word. Because if everybody's free, then I can do whatever the fuck I want and not feel the, the pain of them. Uh, no, you can feel the pain, but then you have your morality. You know, you you feel. I mean, mm, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I just, yeah. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I just, I usually don't use the words that you use also because morality has a lot of religious background to it. What is moral and what is not. And it's like, there's too much um, construct and concept with those words to be used uh, for clarity. They're not very clear. Yeah. Yeah, Gabriela. Um, maybe that could clarify that maybe what you call morality they are just the rules of the game world that you are playing. Because this is what you can refer to morality. Like you can translate morality into the rules of, that you follow in your game world. But I feel morality not more uh, through the religious and history. I, I feel like morality, your own personal feelings like uh, you know, you hurt someone and you really feel that was not good, not through the, the story that tell you your parents that this was not good, just through your feelings, that you really feel like compassion, you know, you, you, you this means morality for me more. Thank you. I mean, I think there's a really important question. Is it, should I say Eva or Ewa? Eva. 
Eva, okay. Okay. Does anybody have another question or or comment about this? Natalia, was the did you get do you have a sense of what a game world is? Uh, yeah, I had that sense uh, from the beginning, but uh, I just thought that you could explain for those who just joined. Okay. So. Thank you. Yeah, Martina. You said that money is a game world. And I was wondering if, if money is a game world, then everything, every material thing like a cup or a table must also be a game world. Is that right? N not really. Like this is, this is glass. Yeah. And we, we use it, we use the word glass because we need to communicate about what it is. When I say money, I, I say the concept of money, not the paper of it. How do you use the money? And considering that money has value, that's part of the context of the game world of money. Mm -hmm. We think money has value. And, and that we've been fooled in, in realizing what value really is. And imagine if we changed our mind and say, um, okay, my value is my presence. My value is my clarity. My value is how much love I can create around me. And then, and then for me, the, the thought that comes is how do I make, how do I even evaluate that in money? And, but we cannot because it's two different contexts. It's two different contexts. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, I keep reading. Your first discoveries in game world mechanics may not be pretty. You may see how often you've disgraced yourself, given away your authority, rejecting invitations to expand and evolve. You may see that hiding out as an as an extra in other people's game world does not respect the gift of having been given a life. You may see all of this and more. And so what? Learn about game world mechanics. This one spark can, cannot possibly do justice to such a fascinating and important field but it can be your game world mechanics mini manual and offer experiments to try. We start by defining three terms, game world context and distinction. So the, the definition of game world is different from what I'm given, but I'm, I'm writing a book. <laughs> I'm writing this book. It's called the game world builders handbook, how to take your project off the ground. And I, for whatever reason, really um, unconscious reason I haven't really made space for, to keep writing um, but it's such a even for me it's been such a fa fascinating ride to to realize how game world is like physics it's like you can you cannot know about gravity and there's no way you're not affected by gravity 
So you can pretend all you want, our oh, gravity doesn't exist, and you're still, you're two feet on the ground and you cannot fly. So this is the same for game world mechanics is you can, you can keep, you know, you can pretend that game world don't exist or you can ignore the laws of game world, but they will still affect you. And, and so this is also this part of taking responsibility is getting to know how the laws work. And so you can work with them in the flow of the, of the laws. Okay. So the free definition, a game world. A game world is an interaction space in which co-creators agree that a particular context applies. God, I prefer my, my definition, a field of commitment. It sounds way more sexy. <laughs> um, so an interaction space or a field of commitment is sort of the same, is not restricted to a physical space. Proof here, proof in case, that we're not in the same physical space. We are in the same sort of virtual space, but we can, you can even have a field of commitment in a game world with people um, maybe that you've never met. Like a lot of you are in the, in the game world of, called possibility management with a lot of other possibility managers where you have the same commitment to the field, you know, more or less loosely uh, with a lot of other possibility managers that you haven't met, but they're your friends. They're playing the same game world. Okay. Um, just, yeah. just had a thought, um, perhaps it can, I don't know, I think this is uh, probably a right direction how I feel about the definition. I, I strongly recognize all the game world kind of uh, traces in a, in a corporation, even the way people greet each other. There's, there's, there's so much of little ritual and the way people are so direct with each other as if they were friends uh, since uh, quite some time and they are speaking the first time because this is the company culture to be. So yeah, very much um, strong example of, of, of a game world kind of like a. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, if you're in, it's, I mean, the corporation is sort of like you in, you're a friend and you out, you're an enemy, you know, or when you, you're in the other corporation in competition, then you, you're the enemy and, and the friendliness goes away. And that, that would be one. But you, yeah, told, you would right, yeah. probably not even have a chance to say hi to, to someone, uh, I don't know, who is um, probably way more experienced than you living in a different country. You know, it's a lot about, um, let's say, uh, outsourcing or uh, share, uh, low cost sh shared services location here in Poland. So we, we connect with people from uh, many countries when we work in such a place. And without the, this world game, there would be probably no connection at all. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it says the game world has a particular context that applies. So a context is a clarity building, like a clarity platform, like you were saying, you know, a clarity platform built out of specific set of distinction. It is also, it's missing just a part of, a context is a clarity platform built on a specific set of distinction emerging out of a specific relationship to responsibility. So mostly the context is about what is your relationship to responsibility? 
And this is kind of, there's a lot of stuff. But you can have a relationship to responsibility that is childlike, where it's like responsibility has to be avoided. A child will do anything. I mean, let's say this is a gross generalization, but a child would, you know, is not capable of actually taking responsibility. Has, doesn't have the structure, let's say, a child doesn't have the structure to take responsibility for the level of responsibility it takes, actually. So a child can take responsibility, say, I did this. But when it doesn't, it is not responsible for the level of responsibility it takes. You cannot, they don't have enough matrix in them to, to be responsible for their responsibility. But you can, as a parent or as a, somebody who raised raise children, you can build the thing in them in which they can take more responsibility. And this is mostly what I'm, my opinion, let's say. I think this is mostly what child, child raising is about. Building the thing in children where they can take responsibility. Okay. I'm cool. Yeah. Can, can you give an example about how a child cannot take responsibility for the level of responsibility that it's taking. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you have a child who is throwing, who has, who having a tantrum for whatever reason, you know, whether it's justified or it's not justified. If I'm having a conversation with an adult and I'm not talking about an 18 year old plus, I'm talking about somebody who's been initiated into adulthood. I can ask the question, what is your intention right now for having this tantrum? Mm -hmm. But you cannot ask this question to a child. Basically, you can only hold space and be like, and listen, or, or make a boundary if necessary, or, but that's the relationship to a child. When, when you would have a different relationship to an adult who has a different relationship to responsibility. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, just in terms of like the, um, how do you say, the spectrum of responsibility. So you would start at like basically low level responsibility and then child, and then you would move into adult high level responsibility. And then on the end of the spectrum is radical responsibility. And this is out of which um, possibility management has been created out of the context of radical responsibility, which is different from adult responsibility Adult responsibility is, uh, is fair. It's like, oh, this is, I'm responsible for this and they're responsible for that. And I'm going to do my part and other people will do their part. This is sort of the form of adult responsibility, which is already more responsible than, you know, 90% of the people on the planet, let's say. And radical responsibility is whatever the way it is right now, I, I've been at source. I've made it happen all that way through this action and this action, and I've got benefit from how it is, how it is that, how it is set up. Like what it, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So that's radical responsibility, which is a leap to take. Okay. And the last, uh, definition is a distinction. So I talked about a little bit in the beginning, 
is a distinction is a refinement in discerning yeah is a refinement in discerning that reveals new option to choose from new distinction lend in your energetic body actually it lends in your being we've done so much new discovery since this fact was written it's unbelievable <laughs> so new distinction lands in your being and not in your mind this is why getting a new distinction changes who you are how many people have have had this experience of having had a distinction land and it changed who you are how many can you put yeah so some people call it the penny the penny dropped or other people have other words for it but we call it having a distinction land in your being which builds matrix from which you have new choices from new option to choose from so and it's true for a game like it's true for you like as a personal individual that we have a certain amount of distinction so we have certain amount of matrix each of us it's not so much about the amount but it's also about the quality and and the and the shape of the distinction but it's also true for a game world a game world has works with a certain set of distinction and it has a each each game world has a certain quality of distinction and amount of matrix manuela you wanted to say something no it was actually an answer to your question that you did before ah, okay experience that distinction or not i okay. just have to think about some some example okay yeah okay so deleting i keep reading deleting adding or modifying even one distinction in a context or in a game world changes the entire context which immediately changes how the game world em emerged from that context oh th which immediately changes how the game world that emerged from that context work okay so it's sort of a, there's a feedback loop of there's a context that emerged that there's distinction that comes from it but when you change one distinction it will also change the context and then the, the way the game worlds show up also change so this is amazingly powerful as a game world builder or like i am a game world alchemist i i i change game world so to know that if you add one distinction in the whole game world and the whole con like add a distinction in the context the whole game will, will show up differently it's so powerful yeah and now I, I might need an, an example that would be wonderful. yes yes for example if um i was in the in the community called tui uh, where i janet and anna were in in new zealand and they didn't have the distinction between feeling and emotion so then they thought that when they were feeling something you know they were feeling angry at somebody then they thought it was real when actually it was an emotion but when they could have this distinction then they were like oh you're having an emotion we can take you through a healing process and you don't have to project and resent and blame okay and then the, the game world can go to a whole new level of responsibility but also connection and authenticity and honesty and that was one distinction Okay. 
In other words, so I'm keeping, I keep reading. In other words, the context de determines what is possible in the game world. Therefore, an effective way to evolve a game world is to land a new distinction in its context. So you can do this in your family. You can do this in your, you know, if you live, you have housemates or something where you can say, I, and you can sort of say it like this, like I, I want to change the context of this game world because it's not feeding me, for example. It's, I'm not feeling really alive. There's something that's taking my energy. Can and I, one moment? Yeah. Um, it just, um, yeah, we are, we are speaking that we can change uh, by, um, by distinction, but it's not like all the time, everything is changing. And even without our action, uh, are things which uh, interact with us, with our life, with our families, with everything around. And it's also this distinction, but which doesn't came from us, just from something else. So it's nothing constantly. It's all the time, everything is changing. So we cannot say that, um, like you gave this example about the community. Yeah, you give some idea to the people about the difference between emotion and feelings, but um, I'm, I'm thinking right now that this perhaps will came soon or later to them, you know, if they, they will willing about that somewhere. Uh, and, and the same with our families, with our life, it's, um, the things are coming to us. This that I am now in this group, this came to me. <laughs> and it's kind of distinction, yeah, <laughs> came to me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, maybe this is again connect with the responsibility somehow. Now mm -hmm. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm a bit chaotic, I'm sorry for that. I'm just, uh, I feel like I have storm in my brain right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Eva, this is one of uh, the one of the most radical uh, research in possibility management. Game world is one of the ra most radical research, and you know, like we read one page, and really, this is a five-day training. This is a five-day training where we would have a break in certainty, and then we would have context, and we would have processes about what's going on for you right now. And so this is a lot and am I, am I adding a lot of pieces? So I'm, I'm glad that you are speaking up what's going on for you because it's, it's real like this, like chaos, <laughs> it's like chaos. And that also means that you're in, you're in a liquid state. Have you ever heard that term before? Liquid state is that the liquid state is that we have a way that we interact with the world and that way is sort of solid. It's like, Oh, this is who I am. or This is the way thing goes. Or I, and then when there's a new distinction or a new possibility, let's say this way of interacting with the word world goes, goes liquid. And then it's just like, Oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? And, and it, it can feel really uncomfortable because we are not so used to be, um, you know, I don't know about you, because you, you joined this group, but 
you know, most of the people out there, they're not used to challenge themselves with new possibilities. And a lot of us here, we've been on this path of evolution where we actually looking for this thing of what's my next step? Like, where am I stuck that, and that's looking for the liquid state. And then, but I, yesterday I was in liquid state and I can say, oh, you know, being in liquid state is, is great because you have more freedom, you know, you have more freedom of movement or more. Uh, but yesterday I, I wouldn't have said that, you know, I was like, this is horrible. I don't want to be here. <laughs> I want it to be okay again. And so it's uncomfortable. And I, yeah. So thank you for, for holding on and like being on the ride. Does anybody want to share their their state? And that would be a, there might be some feelings or some emotion or um, this is such a, a strong uh, spark. I mean, to me, in my personal process. Uh, so I just I don't want to say that loud because I feel vulnerable and I feel, yeah, liquid. Yeah. Thank you. I also wanted to share that um, it's kind of a perfect timing for that spark to be, to land here today. Um, Yeah, I think Natalia, can you say can you say why? Like are you creating something? Are you how is it relevant? Um, because I'm done with waiting and hoping for others to create the spaces to be in. And looking for those spaces and longing them. Like I'm realizing now that I will create those spaces because people starve for spaces like this one. And majority doesn't even know. And I starve for them as well. Thank you. Thank you. Can you go on with saying the things about changing the space with people this is where you kind of stopped are you talking to me or to natalia to you anna Chloe. oh yeah yes about changing your family like changing the context of your family yeah mm. you know it's and it would be being a pawn in for example your parents game world if you are a victim of how they set up the family. You know, when you're a child, you basically, you have to go on, you know, get along with whatever they've created. And you don't have much choice because you, you, your, your structure doesn't have the space for uh, taking responsibility, most children, I would say. But right now, as, a, as you go along this path of adulthood, 
you can you can renegotiate renegotiate how the context of your family works so either within your like nuclear family like you know children and partner and but also with your parents and and it could be something like you you would bring people around the table i think i wrote an article about that like a family in like in time of crisis and it was really about this how to change the context of the game world of the family and you would bring around the people around the table and, and you would you would sort of first apologize you know if you were the one at the source of the game world uh, about having kept people in a prison for so long and then you would you would say well actually what i really want what i really want is i, I want us to be able to be more alive you know, so that then you already setting up the next context, you already setting up the next context, but you do need the distinction to like, like that is not a fantasy world. Okay. Cause you can, you can make it up any stories about anything about your family, but if you don't have the practical distinction, then nothing will change. If you don't change the distinction, then nothing will change. And you can say, Hmm. Uh, Okay, that's a big jump, but that's a cool one to make. It is to say, my family is a gremlin, like an unconscious gremlin free zone. That means low drama is not allowed. I will, you know, low drama is not allowed in this family. And if there is an emotional reaction, then we treat it as, we, you know, we regard it as an emotional reaction and not as something that is actually true or real in between us. And that would eliminate the, the manipulation or the control or the blaming or the revenge out of your context of your family. Amazing. You know, if you can hold that, then even your children, you know, if you have children or even yourself, you get a whole like really new space to unfold and grow or evolve or be honest or clear or whatever you know that's that's sort of my bright principle transformation and possibility and clarity and uh, empowerment okay but if, if someone in your family still enjoy to make drama so <laughs> yeah also create their game world and if they want to continue creating love drama <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think this is a really good question. And that means, are you going to keep playing their game? Yeah. Are, are you going to keep playing? You know, it's like family as a concept, as a construct, has so much unconscious memes. Uh, I have to be in contact with my family because they're my family. You know, and this is made up from whatever. It's just been passed. It's a construct that's been passed down from generation to generation into this game world called family. Most people, when they mean family, it, it's like an unconscious game world that comes with, um, with a lot of unconscious, we would say memes or thoughtware about how it's supposed to work. So for example, I renegotiated um, my, my family relationship my parents are split up. So I sort of have two different families or two different game worlds with my 
so it was my mom, my mother's side family, let's say. And, and so I call her Lee. I don't call her mom anymore. So, and I renegotiated that. I said, I want to be a woman talking to a woman and I'm not your daughter anymore. And it was such a wonderful process because she, she could totally hear me and she empowered, you know, she said, I want to do this with you and I want to be a woman by your side. And that was a totally new, different relationship. We started a whole new chapter in our family. So it's, you don't, you really, you never have to be a victim of other people's game world. So if, if the person doesn't connect with your game world, then you just turn back and you are following your things and you just leave them they own? Well, so there's, there's different um, ways of dealing with that. Let's say different like levels of elegance. And so there's a thing called you can have, you can make a piece of conscious theater. You can make a piece of conscious theater and say, I'm going to just for like a couple hours at Christmas, I'm going to play in your game world. And, you know, it's a fine line between being adaptive and making sure that you're, you're making a piece of conscious theater. Do you know what I mean by... So, um, so the first practice, that's not the first practice. That's the practice more like down the, down the line. The first practice is adapt to nothing and withhold nothing. Mm -hmm. So when you, you can say, you know, I... I don't want to have low drama with you. You, you negotiate. I don't want to have drama with you. Can you tell me what you're feeling? And if they don't want, and you say, well, I'm sorry, I'm not going to have this conversation with you. And this is radical. And this is radical. Yeah, I understand what you say. And I have the, the relation with my mother. I mean, um, somehow I get from her this feelings of guilt guilt of everything so often right now we have distance between us it's lo long distance so uh, but sometimes when we finish conversation by phone i feel that she won't make me again the feelings of it's my fault and even if i say to myself i don't play your game um i'm sorry i don't want this it's behind my back. I feel under my skin, you know, and um, I'm really grateful that I have, I'm meditating Vipassana. It's so great too. So I can see it and I can observe the sensation in my body. I don't have to be in my head. And this helped me. But shortly after the conversation, it's, I just feel under my skin, you know, the guiltiness. So it's like, even if you will say to yourself, uh, okay, it's a game word. It's her game word. I don't want. This doesn't work at all. Saying to yourself doesn't work at all. No, this is not about, it's not positive thinking. This is not positive thinking. The, um, how to say this? You haven't taken back your center from your mother. You have not been through this initiation of taking back your center from your mother. As children, to survive, we have to give our center, we have to. To survive, we give our center away to our mom and to our dad. 
and there's a their clear initiatory process to take back that center so that whatever's going on over there you're with yourself but it's not a it's not a thought it is not a thought you cannot think about it you have to go through the process so this impossibility management those are core processes taking back the center from your mom and taking back the center from your dad yeah those two so i agree with you it's not you cannot think about it you need transformation there yeah Uh, Anna, did I answer your question? Did you, yeah? Yeah. And? And knowing it and creating something different is also a big step. But it's a good start to know it. <laughs> well, what, what is it that you want to... Which game world are you wanting to change? Um, the, the living situation here with my uncle. Okay. Anything in particular? Well, he's often in low drama, not speaking about it, but like he came later for breakfast and I said, I'm not going to stay, I have something. And it was like... So there's, there's no... Yeah. We started to read the first spark and, he, and it was working. And then I asked if he was willing and open for the first experiment. And he said, well, there's nothing for me to, to reveal or to talk about. And I said, well, you can just, I have it, had it printed. We can, we can just see, read it and have it. I come back to you. So this was. So, Anna, basically, um, if you want to change the game, well, it will be, you will have to source it basically from A to Z because it seems like there's no interest in taking responsibility on the other side. And that means this is your, uh, and when I say playground, I don't mean it as a gremlin game, but this is your playground for practicing um, having meta conversation. And, and, but in, in a way of like being undefended how can you have, you know, there's a practice of standing on your own clarity, having meta conversation while being undefended. And that would be something like you would go first saying, I feel angry because, um, or I feel sad or I feel scared because you made a last comment at the breakfast table and I didn't know what it meant. And then I carry it with me all day and I, I don't want to do this anymore. So would you just, would you be willing to tell me what it meant? Okay, so you make small, small steps. So it's not so much about inviting him to do a spark. It's more about opening doors. Um, but it's really for you about what kind of, what kind of game world you want to live in. And you know, and if he says no, you got, you know, you're still standing in your clarity. You tried, you opened a door, you painted a door. And if he says no, it's like, okay, this is where you are. And I'm not gonna, it doesn't mean that I'm gonna go, you know, walk to where you are. 
So yeah, you can let it be your playground. And so, and then, and then you change the purpose of the whole thing, you know, instead of being a victim or saying, but I have to stay with this person because I can't pay for my own rent. And I, you know, and he doesn't want to do the work and it's unfair. And, you know, and that's your victim position can, the universe gave me a possibility for me to practice. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. Um, let me think. Yeah, I somehow like there's a lot of there's more text, like a page and a half of text, and it's like really great, but it's a lot. And somehow I'd rather do the like start the experiment, and then next week we just keep going on this with the second page. Okay, so uh, experiment number one. So this you would do like here. Um, it's not a one-on-one -on -one thing. It's you do it here. It's called list the game worlds you live in. So, and you can do this sort of as a map, like a mind map or something. And you make circles or however you want it about all the game worlds that you play. So, for example, so it can be consciously or unconsciously. Money, working for a company, riding buses having a, a car also going at the grocery store to uh, get food paying for health insurance using credit card being in therapy being in an african-american being a freemason being gnostic i don't know what that means renting an apartment loaning money at kiva using whatsapp or sms facebook doing permaculture, using the public sewer system, having a cat, whatever. So those are all game worlds. So you won't be able to list all of them, but list your main ones, okay? And give, leave, leave some space around because experiment number two um, will have something to do with that. Yeah, Vera, did you have a question? Or? Let's do this for like, I don't know, 10 minutes. Um, Anna Clay, can you repeat? Because I, I had problem with internet. It's yeah. me off. Yeah. So the first experiment is called list the game worlds you live in. So, and you make sort of a mind map. It's great to have like uh, Gabriela like this, you know, like two page free of book. And so for example, the game modes can be money or working for a company or having your own business, having a car, using credit cards, uh, being in therapy, um, doing permaculture, having a cat, using the public sewer system, like really all of those. And you make this mind map and leave some space around each one because experiment number two will need some space. Yeah.
But you mean to list the game world or to write something more about the game world? Right now, just the, just the name of the game world. And Chloe, yeah. would being a woman constitute as a game world? I just had this and I wrote it down and I was like, whoa, what is that? Yeah. Yeah, I would put it there. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go use the bathroom. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Well, there's a lot of noise at somebody's uh, place. Maybe the person could mute the microphone. The recording back on. Um, write down the rules of engagement for each of the game world that you wrote down, which is about explaining how does it work. Like, so explain how it works as if you were talking to an alien or someone from an indigenous tribe never before exposed to modern civilization. What does a newbie needs to know? So I'm going to give you an example for... Um, let's say, you know, banks or credit cards. And it, so if you use the game world bank, then the way you play the game world is that you have to go to a, an office. Now, sometimes it's online, but let's say it's a bank that's like physical place. You have to go in, you open the door and you go in and you have to be very quiet because you have to be quieter in a bank than in a church because money is the new God. So no speaking. And then you wait in line 
and then you go to the post office, like to the not to the, post office, to the cashier or whoever, and you say, "I want you to, uh, I want to give you my money, and then I have to pay you so you can keep my money safe." I want to do that, you know, so that you have to explain how it goes, and then you give you give your money to the cashier, and she says, "I'm going to take ten euros a month." because we're going to be using your money to make more money but you also have to pay us so we can make more money out of keeping your money safe and actually it's not even your money because if you look on the on the notes it says it's the property of the government or the like in europe it would be the european bank or whatever who owns it so it is not even your money but we can pretend that sometimes you can withdraw some money at the atm if you have a credit card and then you can use it for whatever purposes. And then, so, and then they, they say, well, if you want to use this bank, um, you have to have a credit card. So you sign and you get this plastic little card and then you have to go to the ATM and put your pin in and get m money out of zeros that are sort of on a bank account. You know, and, and really, if you would explain that to an alien, they would be, are you fucking crazy? Like, <laughs> what? What are you doing? You know, how is this even possible? But it is, you know, we, we, for us, it is so integrated how banks and, and money is like normal. And the point of this is to make it so detailed and so precise to realize that it, it's, it, it is only a game and we've made up the whole thing. We've made up the whole thing. So do that for your, for as many game well as you can. All the rules of engagement, how do you play the game? I would so enjoy to do that like one-on-one, -on -one, explaining each other, like for example, how a supermarket works, imagining that the other person is an alien and then explaining to each other. That would be you, so yeah, I, we, can, we can break out in pairs. Okay. Okay. Breakout rooms. Let me check. Okay, Gabriella Clara, would you stay in this room? Stay with me, great. Okay, let's do this for, I don't know, 15 minutes, like until 22. And you do one, one starts and then you do the other person and you choose different game worlds each time. Okay. Let me just write this. <sighs> Wait, somebody dropped out. Who is it? Okay, I'll keep this on the side for now and one person might come in just to, uh, yeah, because they're not in the breakout room. Okay. Would you start? You're on mute, I think. I'm not really doing it. I just wrote down the, the game words, but I'm really sitting with what pops in to me, like. What, what, what? What comes to me, like, 
this how I avoid responsibility in game wars, in creating game wars, in co-creating game wars. So um, I'm here listening to all of to you, and I partly participate, but partly griefing and being radical honest with myself. Do you want to sh share your process or what you've realized or? Um, um, Manuela, did you have fun? <laughs> <laughs> yes or no? Did you have fun? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> fun and but also there's like this huge sadness and anger in me because almost all of the game worlds exist because of violence, of systemic violence. Can you give an example? Like, you know, if Manuela doesn't pay her rent or whatever, it, you know, like police mm -hmm. comes. Mm -hmm. I, I described what at some point what police was and because I was trying to explain the tax system and you know like the money goes to guns and weapons and it's just so crazy it's just so many of so many of the game worlds not all but so many of these game worlds of modern culture are just then they're enforced by violence yeah good isolation for example, not paying insurance means if you don't have friends or if you don't have money, you will die or something. Yeah. Anna Chloe, can I say something? Go shout. <laughs> uh, in, uh, in the quarantine, I saw a movie. It's um, the green. Um, the title is the the green beautiful. Do you know it? I've seen. Yeah, long time ago. Yeah. Long, but it's it's the same thing for you know it's um, you know I, I I propose to everybody to watch it because it's like uh, the same thing. It's uh, the green beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a French because, film. Uh, it's exactly. You know, it's like uh, in the movie what we are what we are talking about. Yeah. What's it called again? The movie. It's uh, the uh, the Green Beautiful. It's a French movie. Yeah. 1996. 1996. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. I can recommend another film. It's but beautiful, and it shows um, other game worlds which are out of most of our present game worlds. So other kind of companies, other kind of ways how uh, people live in, in uh, houses or in communities, so it's a very nice one. What was the name again, Josef? Beautiful. Mm. I didn't... Not beautiful. I write it in the chat. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I was listening to this man who's it's radically responsible also, but he's a great speaker activist, environmental activist called Derek Jensen. So if you ever want to have clarity about what's 
what's really going on with the corporation or the environment, you can re listen to one of his video and it's like really clear and straight. And I got, you know, from him, I got this realization that if you live in a city, then you live in a world of violence because mm -hmm. the city cannot pro produce the food for the people who live in the city. And that means they are slave outside, paid basically almost nothing. So the, the elite people in the city can, can, can have food and water and whatever. And I, and it never re I never really put the two together that living in a city means that you live in, a, you, you are participating in the game mode of, of violence, like, like you were saying, Vera. And, and then for me, and I, I can say it to other people and I, I haven't done it in whatever reason, but I, you know, when I see American people um, who are like now all unemployed, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really know how it is in, in Europe, but in, in America, it's like everybody's unemployed and they, they think the government is gonna, is gonna pay for them to like keep living and to think that, it's the first, it's the government in the first place that put them in a, in a, in a game world of like slavery or, and, and it's like, I, I can't even imagine how come the people in America are not thinking, okay, let's build a community, let's grow food, let's come together and, and build our own rules. And that if all of America people did that, the government of America would just be uh, powerless. And, and I, it's so, for me, it's so striking in America, but it's true for every, every other country or every other, like, yeah. Actually, there's even a lot of, quite a few of uh, the, the movements and activist movements exactly growing foods. I am hooked to some of the, the uh, networks and they are heavily proposing growing foods and rooftops, um, growing roofs, uh, food in, in our, our spaces to done. So this is already growing and it's very encouraging what happens there. The guerrilla gardening. Yeah. yeah. And I, so I have, I have this yes and for this because then people, for me, it's so, you know, it's so important to start with being radically reliant on your own food system and your own water system and your own electricity system. And this is sort of this outer transformation and then people will try to come together and build a garden together and share food. And then the whole old thoughtware and the old distinction comes in play in this subtle competition. And, and so there's this part of, yes, the outer transformation is totally necessary and taking back, reclaiming your power of feeding yourself and um, having clean water and clean air. And there's a whole other work of inner transformation and, and reclaiming your authority to play in a win, winning happening game and not in a win-lose manipulation or grumbling game. Or, and, I, and I think a lot of us, we, would, might, we might be you know, agent of transforming game world or, or offering possibilities to people living in community, uh, other distinction, so they can, they can learn to live together. Because we, we don't, like most people in modern culture do not know how to live in community. You don't I would like know to, in, yeah. I would like to add to it because um, I'm, I'm diving for like half a year already into this deep adaptation and the work that becomes connect. And it's really like without going through a grief over the old game words, 
we cannot enter the new one. We cannot build community without consciously giving up and feeling what are the consequences of our everyday choices. And I think it's, it's a big part of, of grieving over, um, over our choices. And so we can make the new ones. But first, without acknowledging it, we, we bring a lot of shadow into, into something that new we, can, we want to create and we, are, we don't clean from, we don't clean ourselves from, from the old pattern of beliefs. So, yes, and I would say. Yes. I want to also add with an example. For example, <clears throat> I'm staying in this thing which is um, a game world called Eco Village Finhorn. It's in the northeast of Scotland, it's quite old, blah, blah, blah. Many people, it's amazing, many people come here to live in a house and have everything that everybody else has, but just here, and have no interest in being in community. Like, literally, the, the top grievance problem that the people here in this park have is to agree with things like where to put the bin or for the garbage. And they will literally, if, it, if they all live in the same building, like there's, I'm staying in a house that has, that each room is rented separately as a form of making money. So that's already, so we could also have just one bin, but the owner decided, no, we will have three bins for each of the people here because they don't want any confusions between people or, or they, they basically don't want community and relationship. So it's like, I'm saying this as an example of, oh yeah, let's live in a different way. We're all here in this eco village, but it's kind of like a eco lifestyle. But it's, it, the, the, the software isn't up upgraded. The memes are still the same competitive scarcity um, separation. It's not e everywhere, but it's, yeah, there's a lot of it here. I mean, for me, that means like really for you guys who already have distinction between feeling and emotion or anger, sadness, fear, and joy, or win-lose game or winning happening, we have so much treasure for other people. We have so much clarity to, to provide people trying to, to, to come together. And if you hide, you know, if you hide in your house and saying, well, m maybe people won't listen to me or maybe whatever, then it's like, there's so much resources that is lost. So it is sort of like you're not doing just this work for you. It's like for you, for the communities around. And, and this is like what the spark says, you change one distinction, like Vera was saying, you would change one distinction and, and the whole game would, would show up differently. I would want to do this, ex like the, the third experiment can be the one that we do like over this week or experiment was doing over the week and then we would check in about it next Saturday. Okay, so we have about five minutes and I'll, I'll read it, it's pretty long. Okay. Extract, so spark, yeah, experiment number three, extract yourself from one game world. 
the purpose is to notice how a game world that you were long inside looks from the outside. Okay, so pick one game world. It can be big or small or central to your life or on the peripheral, like on the outside of your life. Any game world that has been part of your life and get completely out of it. So that you would, you would do it by changing your mind. After all, whose mind is it? And deciding not to continue playing in that game world. You see that it was always a game, even if you previously thought it was true or inescapable or real because you were in it. Then you suddenly re recognize that, recognize there are ways out of every game world. For example, Clinton is writing, I am ext extracting myself from the game world called the United States of America. I have already paid them $450 in cash and handed my passport. They emphasize how serious this chain is and ask if I wanted to reconsider. The exit ritual included me and the large woman sitting behind the bulletproof glass. Jesus, raising our hands together and saying, I do so swear. <laughs> it would be almost on a Bible or something. <laughs> okay. Two sticky game worlds. Oh. Oh, two sticky game worlds to extract yourself from our health insurance or insurance, like Manuela was saying, and the church. So extracting yourself from the church in Europe is easy. You simply go downtown, sign a paper, and you can stop paying church, church taxes. How many people are still paying taxes to the church? Okay. If I'm not mistaken, it's uh, mandatory in Poland. And I, because I know one woman protesting it uh, in the railway station, she's famous for that. I think 1%. Do, do you know, an Italian Gabriella, do you know about that or? Are you taxes to church? Catholic or no? Well, you I might never pay taxes. I never pay taxes to church in Poland, actually. Well, Is it might, yeah. possible not to pay? Yeah, I think I, I'm. I'm still here. I mean, I, I never was in jail for that. <laughs> Would you check it out, Magdalena, and tell us next week? Okay. The report? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay. So. Yeah, I know, for example, in Germany, I, I don't really know in France, in Germany, it's like, it's sort of, um, you pay taxes unless you say you don't want to, but so you, you, you're straight mm -hmm. on the payroll and, and unless you don't want to, and you have to say you don't want to. For okay. the church or in general? No, for the church. For the church. church. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. That would be awesome. I mean, <laughs> Germany right away. <laughs> But in the United States, there's no law that says that you have to pay taxes. There's actually no law. There's a whole documentary about this guy who's a, wow. a, an accountant. And he's like, no, I don't pay taxes. <laughs> there's no law that could enforce me to do that. What? I'm going to try to find this documentary yeah. and yeah, then I'll share it? with you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. I, I keep reading. There's a couple more paragraphs. Okay. The fear blocking most people from doing doing this so stop paying taxes church taxes was instilled during 700 years of inquisition and is still passed on generation after generation it is the fear of being killed by the church or being bur buried without the church's blessing 
this is big for a lot of us as we are former, not so much former witches and wizards and sorceress and stuff. The fear of getting out of the health insurance, so that's the second thing, system is equally gripping, but it helps to know that it is possible to get out. So the fear was also what Manuela was saying is, if I don't have community and something happens to me, I, don't, I won't have enough money to pay. Okay. Just, I lived, I, when I left my parents' house, I, I lived four years without health insurance. I'm still, I'm still here. Um, but recently I got in this group called Artabana. So while getting out of it, it helps to join a, or start a local branch of self-governed solidarity group for promoting general health called Artabana. So this is a lot in Germany and Switzerland. I don't know about Poland, um, but it's a cooperative. It is not insurance. So there's nobody making money out of the money that you're saving uh, Yeah, for when there's an emergency. So I'm in a group in Zeg, which is a community up in Berlin. Clinton and I just joined that group. Can you just type the name? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, in the UK, you don't pay church tax, but all, all churches are exempt from paying tax themselves. So you can build your own church, okay? You make your own church, and that's your business. You don't have to pay taxes. Exactly. I, I swear to God. I swear to God, this is possible. <laughs> yeah. um, my, good friend, my good friend registered a church in Poland. He might join on Monday. So... He made a church of, um, yeah, believing in the sun. Cool. <laughs> That's also a game world. Be a good friend. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, friend, the game world of friendship. Very interesting game world. Okay, so you, we got a job for next week. Extract yourself from one of the game world that you've been playing in and report about how, how it happened and what what you noticed about it. Yeah. So it's, it's important to have the wishes uh, don't be anymore in the game world or can be whatever. So you won't be a mother, but you just make this directly. This is a longer conversation. And, and <laughs> <laughs> so do whatever, do whatever you can or want. All right. Yeah. Dimitra. Uh Yes, Anna Chloe, I would like to ask uh, what did, uh, if you can uh, repeat what uh, did you say at the beginning of uh, today about, um, uh, uh, I don't remember exactly, but this is that you are, um, um, that one is the warrior, the other is yeah. the invisible ghoul. Can you say this? Yeah. Uh, um, Look, it, I'm going to I'm gonna send you a website that's going to be. Ah, okay, thank yeah. you so much. Oh, I, I, uh, if you can send me also a few information about this, uh, this beginning, then I, I, I will have more knowledge about this, what we are speaking. Okay, this is it. I send the, web, the website to you on the chat. Click on it before I close the chat. Good night, Scott. <laughs> okay, people are leaving. This is, it's past 12. Thank you very much, guys, for holding Thank on. You. Thank you. Okay, bye. Take care. Bye. 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 Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>